Hello, everyone. Podcast. What are you, retarded? The views and opinions expressed on this podcast aren't reflections of I'm Not a Rapper, MBMMC, Dollar Tree, Black Hitler, Food Stamps, Tyler Perry, KFC, and the Jewish people. Mothers, you know, can you please, you know, say who's, you know, who's your child? Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, you should though. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to shout out my siblings? You don't have to. I don't like. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was about to forget about Davey. I was about to say, Oh, I'm going to tell her. I'm telling her. <laughs> <laughs> So we're, we're happy to have you guys here. We, this is very, this is a great, great, great accomplishment, especially on you know my behalf. You know, having my mother here, you know, to see, you know, something that I do on a regular basis, and you know, I'm really, you know, I feel like this is one of the biggest things I can do. This is like bigger, better than winning any award or accolade or just you know, just being paid millions of dollars just to have my mother here to really see what I do on a daily basis. Hopefully by the end of it she could appreciate, you know, what I do. Uh so I like to ask you, you know, beautiful ladies here, you know, other than Melissa, you know, you beautiful ladies. <laughs> no, I, I call Melissa no, no. Other than Melissa, no, because I I usually call Melissa beautiful all the time. So so say say I'm the only one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know I, I got scared a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, so what was it like uh, raising boys to, to uh, men as a single mother? You know, anyone could start who would like to start first. Um, for me, not just having one, but actually having three. Very, different and very challenging. Um, 
to the point that when you actually go outside and you read statistics and you read the news and you, you see the environment which you live in that being a mother, being a single mother, you have to have that extra oomph because if you don't have, once they go outside the doors, you're trying to guide them and teach them, the world is prepared to snatch them up, whether in a positive or negative way. So for me, it was kind of hard. Um, I will say today is my children are grown, and I have a teenager right now, and I'm very proud, and not so much proud of the work I have done as a mother, but proud of the work and the um, constant understanding they have accepted that I tried to instill into them over the years. Um, so I'm very appreciative and very happy to be here with all of you. To see men that are not out here doing negative stuff, that you're actually trying to reach a whole different genre of folks. That's my mom. That's my mom. Give me a fist there, mom. Give me a fist there. Yeah. <laughs> my daughter was born first. And when I was talking about my children earlier, I'm talking about the children that I raised because my husband's children by the time I met them. So I, when I talk about childbearing, I have to talk about what I went through. And my daughter was born first, my son second, and I quickly realized there was a big difference between boys and girls. There is a difference I quickly realized, not negative or positive, just in the difference in their energy That what you could do with a girl and a girl would straighten up and, and fly right. Boys are like, yeah, and what else is next? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. You know, this is supposed to work because we just we think that what we do is going to work every time. That's our hope. <laughs> Sit down, behave. Okay, that's a prayer. And so I realized that there was a different energy level and that the world sees them differently. And so my thing that I used to tell my son, especially when he was a teenager, is I'm not going to lose you to the street. So you might as well just get ready. You live with me. This is the rules and regulations. And um, for me, my son is Rashad. Also, my daughter is the older. They're seven years and seven months. Um, they tell us a different Raising Rashad was somewhat challenging because, again, there is a different understanding of what I was able to do with my daughter. I had um, a good support system and his godfather and some other um, family members that were, you know, supportive. But the thing about the difference being uh, the, the example of how I would be able to look at my daughter and, again, I can look at her, um, make a certain face, and she would know to stop or to redirect. Whereas when my dear son saw the same face, he wanted to know what was wrong with my face. <laughs> Is there something wrong? <laughs> Are you all right, mom? So, you know, know that and seeing that changes made in how I, um, you know, how the discipline was as far as, and also the encouragement, you know, the encouragement had to be different because, again, as we've all um, said, there is a whole different situation going on when they leave the house. So to instill in him that when you go out from here, you 
are representing our family. And that was one thing that I still say, um, that you represent the family and we don't need to be represented negatively in any space. So that um, was part of the difference. It was, um, there were enjoyable times because again, with the energy level, there were times where you, you, you had to be ready to make some different, um, to, to venture into some different avenues with boys. So that's um, some of the things. Okay. Uh, what are some of the obstacles uh, you all encountered as single mothers? Well, as just mothers in general. Some of the obstacles I think with um, my oldest children is from education. And when I say education, not so much of the abandonment education, but the education system itself going to fighting for your child. So especially when you have an education system with African American children. And I always get into education because that's my point. Tough and love grade. Tough grade. No, yeah, that was probably tough and love grade. Good student. 
my little son. He was an introvert child, so I had a lot of struggles with him. But just being a single mother and just trying to show them that even though they're African American boys, they're not in statistics that you see on TV. And we and I live in North Philadelphia. Always lived in North Philadelphia. I'm proud to be from North Philadelphia, and I'm proud to say I don't have people on such drug dealers. They're you know, I had one son that went in trouble, was in trouble, and didn't get incarcerated. But for the most, most point, I did not spend my years being in jail or getting kids out of jail or school disciplinary and stuff like that. So, me and my child was just going to turn statistics. Can I end that? You said North Philly, and I immediately backtracked the family members like, yes, you don't Can I interject real quick? Right, and that's always been the thing, you know, people. I know, I know, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> you're blessed, you're blessed. I just want to interject. I just want to shout out uh, Miss Head. Uh, she was a teacher of mine. She was a computer teacher. She said, she told me in my about 11th grade year, I was going to be in prison by the time I was like the age of 18. So, ha, never been in prison before. Ha, ha, I'm still. Ha, ha. Dancing. <laughs> it's interesting because even as we're talking, I can see we each had different struggles. My struggle wasn't with education in terms of the school. I had my children in elementary school, in public schools. I was not happy with them, and it was a cabinet to the mountain. So there was a difference there. There was a, there was a behavior that was not acceptable. You know, discipline was, was strong. I know that their experiences weren't all happy. But I didn't have to fight the administration to, to get certain things done. But I do know that I had to stay on their case in order for them to do it. My pastor at the time came up with something that I thought was absolutely brilliant. He made a contract that the parent, child, and teacher had to sign that we were going to educate that child for one year. And so that was what the focus was on was educating that child. And we worked in partnership. And I still say that's the best way to educate a child when the parent, child, and teacher are joined in courses. That is the best situation of all. Did I have struggles? Yeah, because uh, the, the, the ex, that's a whole other thing, was, was not supported, was a whole lot of other things, but in terms of just their education, for the most part, I was very well supported because they knew that I wasn't going to play. I remember threatening my daughter in fifth grade with the bill. And the teacher's eyes keep being like this, and I'm like, I don't understand what she is.
and not be crucified by them or by us. Right. And I think that um, for me, the education part, the early education, they, they went to a good public schools. We were blessed and fortunate to be able to have them go to a good school. Um, yeah, I'm in Greenfield.
So, uh, what kept you going when you wanted to give up as, you know, as a single mother, like, or just as a mother pair? Like, what kept, what was your strive to keep you going each and every day? I can clearly remember driving to work one morning, pissed, and something that had happened the day before that we had to get into. And I'm thinking, you know, life would be so much greater if I had no kids. This, that, and the other. I'm gonna be on an island. I'm gonna be on a beach. <laughs> yeah, but the, I think just for me knowing that there would be an end to it, mm-hmm. that I knew what I wanted my child to be at the end of that journey of raising him through the teenage years. So that kept me going. And friends. Friends kept me going because they kept reassuring me that my kids were good kids, which they were. They really weren't problem children. But I needed that reassurance. You know, at that moment when you're ready to kill, and somebody says they beat you and touch you, it's okay. It's going to be all right. You know, they're, they're good kids. And they're like, no, if you like mother <laughs> um, for me for support um, I was a teenage mom in the I was a teenage mom pregnant in the Catholic school I am a house it was already a stone yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm a John W. all girls high school so coming to school and being pregnant was not in the lights of the Virgin Mary um, but my mom was very supportive, was not happy. Of course, at that time, I was in love. Um, she's the baby. I'm okay. Four things we need to work out the school system, school thing. So for me, just the base of me saying it is I had something to prove to myself, I had something to prove to my mother, I had something to prove to everybody. It was like, she. Jump rope, double dodge. <laughs> 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 
Oh, double Dutch. Kevin and Shad are on the end. She said hi. <laughs> So adorable, mom. <laughs> As Aaron will say, you're so cute. I'm not your friend. I always have to get in her face. I don't care. I don't care if I'm not your friend. I'm here to guide you to this road. Like, you know, I'm here to make sure to take all the burdens that you're not supposed to be taking or whatever. Like, I'm I'm far from friends. Some days you're going to hate me, and I'm okay with that. But at the end of the day, I'm pretty much going to deliver you to your true potential. So, I mean, everyone else you can be friends with. I'm okay with you friends with. But just know, when you come to me, I'm going to sit here, discipline you. I'm going to sit here and make sure, you know, you get the best. I, I know you're better than anything that you believe that you're better than like you're greater than that so yeah i'm not gonna be a friend i'm cool with that and i'll live i'll live for the rest of life not being a friend but knowing that you succeeded in life it's so funny to hear you speak about that 
Garrett because Garrett was a one cup child. He was my child that Garrett told on the other siblings. Garrett be able to do it for me. I would. I was the oldest, so you know I had to. I was the only child, so I never received the CV. I was the for you for the mothers before I go on you know talk to ask a few questions Miss B any tips you may have for a single mother struggling currently we don't know if they're struggling but you know if they just need damn I was giving them some type of doubt because I don't want those single mothers email me Blair you say I'm struggling <laughs> Lack of 
Because if you don't know, you don't know. And a lot of parents are reaching out to find out that information about lack of education.
uh, I like to thank the mothers. Uh, we're about to go into part two with uh, Miss B and you know ask her about you know the book. But before you know we take a break, uh, Miss Brenda. Oh, why am I calling Miss Brenda? Mom, Miss <laughs> 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 Joyce, would you like to uh, stay with us for you know for the remainder of the podcast and you know have a good time? And you know, embarrass embarrass us. Yeah, yeah Kevin Gold and Kevin A. Barger. That was my first child. <laughs> <laughs> I love him to death. That's my that's my perfect child. Because he's white. But anyway, with that though. On that though, uh, we right back. One day, I'm gonna understand.
And we're back. See, I finally brought it back. So yeah, how y'all doing? <laughs> this podcast Wednesdays, and we're back. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we. You know what? You know what? This bar is about to get weird, okay? Because <laughs> I don't know where, how this, we're weird. You know what? I wonder what these nights have to do with nights. <laughs> Sorry, I do. You guys were playing nights. Chop, high five. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, somehow, you know, they just sit here and think. I just say, what? wait, wait, what was that? What was that? <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> So we have, you know, we have an author here. So since, you know, I guess, I guess, can I say I'm an author? Of course I'm an author. I'm the, I'm the man. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, Miss B. Miss B is an author of My Life is Soap Enough. Oh, ooh, ooh. oh, I'm sorry. I do not need no soap because my life is soap enough. Oh. We have a CD here. A Taste of Things to Come by B. Journal. Wow, this is a beautiful cover. Can we, we need you need to find this. I want to put this into the podcast. Um, well, Miss B, uh, I would like to know, uh, when did you become an author? <laughs> when I when I saw that question, I have to laugh because my brother had a education. Mm-hmm. some of your inspirations into becoming a writer? In my college years, I majored in English, and I was fortunate enough to have teachers, Sonia Kane, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. Sonia Sanchez, Kate Mara, Nikki Giovanni, as well as uh, Don Kishu, all kinds of writers that came through, Mm -hmm. and 
we were just amazed at the writing. I mean, I had gotten into reading and writing in high school. Mm-hmm. And decided to major in when you got that kind of caliber of teacher. Yes, yes. You just become you know, so wide into what's out there. I became what I called a closet poet because seeing those individuals and the kind of poetry that they did, I would bring my poetry. Mm-hmm. And I would hide it, and then eventually a friend told me, you need to start doing something with this. But those kinds of individuals, and just reading, my mother always had mm-hmm. books around the house. I was reading the other day the encyclopedic encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> Is no longer going to be published. And that was a staple in a lot of black What? That was how we learned about the world. That's ridiculous. And my, mom, and my mother straight the script, and she had a set of books in her house. She had all other kinds of books in the house. So it was, I guess it was, you know, one of the things that was going to happen. She just kept so many books in her lives. Funny that you say <clears throat> you pretty much looked up Nikki Giovanni and Sonia Sanchez. Because I just recently uh, saw. Uh, Cornell West at the Free Philadelphia Library, and it was just, it was just amazing. It was like hearing him talk. I'm like, man, can I really be a writer there? Like, he's good. <laughs> but no, it, 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 it inspired me. I'm like, man, I can't wait to get home. Man, I got so much to say. I got so much more to write. Oh man, it was just, it was like to me, it was like seeing Malcolm X. It was like I just wanted to, like, I feel like if I hugged him, I'd probably cry because it just was that beautiful. I know, yes, I have that book. work in one word. Syndrome. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, 
Uh, okay, uh, what would you say is your style of writing? Or you actually, you already said it. it's humorous, you know, about life, about your life. some of your latest work or your latest works or projects or upcoming projects you have going on there Tell us, uh, your, or the listeners, your website. The website is busy as a Okay, and now is that where you know a lot of our listeners, you know, a lot of your fans can find your work on a daily basis? Yes, I'm in the process. It's being worked on. So Thank you, podcast. Would like to thank you for podcast. Would like to thank you for coming out. We really appreciate you. You know, take your time out when you're busy, just schedule, just to you know come sit here and just tell us, just talk to us. You know, on that note, Kevin, taking the word.
there. <laughs> So, so yeah. So, do you do you, do you um, others have any embarrassing stories? Or? Okay, I think that when earlier we talked about um, Rashad and friends and associates, there there was a phase where he um, changed his name to Snitch. Hollow tips with folks who nothing about hollow tips. Um, <laughs> as far as what they actually were. So, um, On bullets, yes. So they were. Um, Such a friendly name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The <laughs> None of them lived on the 5 58th Street. They lived in it around where we lived. Yeah. So they would gather at my home with and without my permission. And so. Knowing having a boy, I would adjust my schedule because um, they got I was in a position where I could leave during the day, and so I would come home some days without him knowing I was I, I just, I, I saw you run out the back door. <laughs> I was looking at where are y'all going? I 
I was staying in the basement the whole night. I was like, you know what? I'm here. I'm here. I'm cool. I'm going to wait till so after I hear a shot, I get a whoop it. I'm going to go book out. Like the mob squad. Like, all 
It's over. What? And he's like, <laughs> Patrol, just standing like that, like this. to go next? Oh, you. Why are you scared to tell my story? <laughs> Childhood. <laughs> I have a lot of bad symbols as a teenager, <laughs> and it still spills over as an adult. <laughs> let's uh, again. Let's go with the shot. I done some retarded things as a, as a child. <laughs> Oh, you're not all up close. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is case? 
And still this day, I'm still embarrassed. Hey, 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 so this very moment. Oh, the daughter. Uh, she's she's five. So I think I didn't know if that was the era of, uh, no. No, no, no. The way after that, I was like. you The the pro. Wait a minute. I was 21 and I th- no, I was 20. I had my own place out there. I thought she was going to kill me. I didn't tell her or my grandma. My grandma, my grandma was like just mad at me for like a week. Like, so, so he's not going to tell me. He's not going to tell me. Wait, you've been to my. I'm bringing. Uh, all right, all right, all right. To clear it up, I'm bringing. I'm cooking her dinner. Her, my sister, my aunt, and my you know cousins. My not cousins, my nephews and a uh, brother dinner for Mother's Day. So they're coming over to my home. You got time, my place. So. First, like five years of my life, <laughs> my grandma believed it.
Ten dollar crab cakes. I can't afford that. <laughs> so, I, so yes, I, I do take them. <laughs> Let's not forget that I also I am the male figure of the family, the boys. 
Yes, yes, he's the male figure. He is so a job to find some activities besides being naked. Um, I just had to just. Dis- he did it volunteer. But Eric, I think, he's of his own. I can talk to him about the first piece. I can do this. I'm like. I am, I am, cause no, cause no, cause I remember our song. It was like she sat on my bed. Yeah, so uh, the birds and bees. What? Are you really just gonna say this to me? And like it just had that talk. It was like it was scared. <laughs> I doubt. But uh, yeah, uh, I just had to discipline uh, Kayla. Uh, cursing to Damien. Yeah, I had to. This so I, I gave him three solid punches. Yeah, I told him that the importance of not cursing and you know you're a child and be a child and you know there's no time for you. you. If you can sit here and learn cuss words, you can learn words. So it's like you know don't don't sit here and take all this negative stuff, but not and forget about the positives. So. No, I don't be there. I put Aaron, and Aaron was at the bottom side talking about, yeah, daddy, when he cursed, pluck him, pluck him. No, and so, and so I told Aaron, I'm like, Aaron, no, I pluck girls, I punch boys. She was like, oh, I'm like, Aaron, why your business, okay? <laughs> like, and, like, yeah, it's all about, get him, daddy. Aaron, go, go sit down. <laughs> so, so yeah, so. And I did get beaten, but uh, moving on. <laughs> Enough. How do they feel about life after children? Or, or, 
So yeah, we just had to expect. <laughs> we had to inspect him first, you know, just in case we had to put him in a trunk. <laughs> Uh, you you do or she? I, I'm virtual, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Because we don't want to break them around. I have made the mistake of work crazy around, and <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So it's like I'm I'm never make that mistake again. So if I feel so she's crazy, I'm like, yeah, you're not me and my mom. Like we ran into a young lady, and you know, like. It, Exactly. No, remember we was we was out doing something. We ran to a young lady. It was like that awkward moment. I was like, I really didn't want to like say, oh, this is my mom. Like, like yeah, this, I, I, this is this is this lady that looks like me. But uh, you have a nice night. So, so yeah, so yeah, I, I, you know, we, us men, we don't want to bring home. You know, we want to we want to live up to you know our mother, what our mother look like. Then. Yes, yes, yes. I'm real. I'm really into you know their background, their family background, because I'm about my family. So if you're not about family, then you know I don't know. Yeah, if your family's crazy, y'all like shooting each other and like you know killing, getting each other addicted to heroin, then you know I don't I don't want to be a part of that. So yeah, so you know that's why <laughs> that's why <laughs> so that's why I don't break. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. And like and then I don't and then my sister Erica, she doesn't like the woman for the first year. She said I asked I'm like, Eric, why why are you so mean to him? I'm like, it's not that I'm mean to him, but they might not last. That's what my sister always says. So she said I'm 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 just cordial enough to him for the years. Exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> And so that's why I don't bring anyone there because they were like, who's this one? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, you better not. I, I didn't even I didn't meet that one guy. I didn't meet that one guy that you went out on a date with. I wanted to meet him. I wanted to see how he looked. I wanted to approve him. I don't know. You see he was too skinny. Yeah, like bony knees or something. That's all I remember. I was like, how the hell did you know how his knees look? Okay, I don't like that. I don't like that. And like, you put a Facebook status? Remember Shantae said something to us about, she Facebook said something about her going on a date? Yeah! <laughs> like, like... <laughs> But we would like to thank you mothers coming out. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been one of the best podcasts I've ever done. This is is like the highlight of, you know, my career. If I decide to do whatever my career, you know, have my mother participate in, you know, something that, you know, 
that I'm doing. Next mom, I would need you to write like a, a page in like a book that I write. Okay, I don't care what you write. Just write a page. I don't know why I'm writing a book. I'm gonna write about something, but you know, about me and Kevin. <laughs> She'll write a whole chapter. I'm like, mom, mom. I said a page. I said a page. <laughs> I only. <laughs> stuff and some projects we're working on. Listeners, you know, I mean, hopefully, go hug your mom after you hear this. Go hug your mom, play Tupac, you know, listen to your mom. Your mom knows best, okay? Your mother knows best. And, and also, and also, you know, it's nothing wrong having a white brother, right, Kevin? But uh, on that note, guys, we'll hear from you guys, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace. You all appreciate it. When I was young, me and my mama had beef, 17 years old, kicked out on the streets. 
Go back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Suspended from school, I'm scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. Shed tears with my baby sister. Over the years, we was poor than other little kids. And even though we had different daddies, the same drama when things went wrong, we blamed mama. I reminisce on the stress I caused. It was hell, hugging on my mama from a jail cell. In elementary, hey, I see the penitentiary one day. Running from the police, that's right. Mama catch me, put a whoop into my backside. And even as a crack fiend, mama, you always was a black queen, mama. I finally understand for a woman it ain't easy trying to raise a man. You always was committed, a poor single mother on welfare. Tell me how you did it. There's no way I can pay you back. But the plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate it. Baby, don't you know we love is sweet? Dear mama, please no one on love is sweet. You all appreciate don't you know we love you? Now ain't nobody tell us it was fair. No love for my daddy cause the coward wasn't there. He passed away and I didn't cry cause my anger Let me feel for a stranger They say I'm wrong and I'm heartless But all along I was looking for a father He was gone I hung around with the thugs And even though they sold drugs They showed a young brother love I moved out and started really hanging I needed money of my own So I started slanging I ain't guilty cause even though I sell rocks It feels good putting money in your mailbox I love paying rent when the rent's due I hope you got the diamond necklace that I sent to you Cause when I was low, you was there for me You never left me alone because you cared for me And I can see you coming home after work late You're in the kitchen trying to fix us a hot plate You're just working with the scraps you was given And mama made miracles every Thanksgiving But now the road got rough, you're alone You're trying to raise two bad kids on your own And there's no way I could pay you back But my plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it Don't you know we love you sweet And dear mama Please no one on love you sweet Don't you know we love you Oh, I'll submit and I reminisce Cause through the drama I can always depend on my mama And when it seems that I'm hopeless You say the words that can get me back in focus When I was sick as a little kid To keep me happy, there's no limit to the things you did And all my childhood memories Are full of all the sweet things you did for me And even though I act crazy I gotta thank the Lord that you made me There are no words that can express how I feel You never kept a secret, always stayed real And I appreciate how you raised me And all the extra love that you gave me I wish I could take the pain away If you can make it through the night, there's a brighter day Everything will be alright if you hold on It's a struggle every day, gotta roll on And there's no way I could pay you back But my plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it Don't you know we love Dear mama Don't you know we love you, sweet?
someone who needs me, someone I've needed so long. For once unafraid, I can go where life leads me, somehow I know I'll be strong. For once I can touch what my heart used to dream of, long before I knew. Hurt me before For once I have something I know won't deserve me I'm not alone anymore Oh, once I can see This is mine, you can't take it As long as I know I have love I can make it For once in my life I have someone who needs me Take 